Hi everyone, welcome to Merch Money. We missed you guys last week. It's always, uh, just feels so long when we have to wait two weeks. But anyway, it's good to be back. And we're so excited for today's show. We have Christina um, gonna be the guest today. Gonna be exciting to talk to you, Christina. <laughs> I have everybody's questions that you guys all wrote on that post. I have it ready to go, so we'll we'll definitely uh, ask Christina those questions. Um, it's been a crazy busy week for everybody, I think. But um, for me, it was my stepson Henry's birthday, so we we had fun this past weekend. Um, having a birthday party for him and, and then took him to a wrestling event that he was excited about. So that was fun. And then um, I've just been uh, busy. Oh, Bree has big news. She helped us. Uh, you want to tell a story about the YouTube channel? Oh my God. That thing is like what? A, a year? <laughs> Have you been working on it for like literally, I think right from the very beginning you were like, <laughs> Setting things in motion, right? So, so basically with the YouTube channel, I set it up and um, I already had a YouTube channel. So somehow, I don't know exactly how, but even though like I feel like I set up two AdSense accounts, which is what you're supposed to do, but I guess like if they're both under your name, you can't do that. Like you can only have one AdSense account per person or something. I don't know. I still don't know exactly what I did wrong. But anyway, the AdSense account, that we had didn't work. So we haven't been monetized this entire time. And so I, I figured out like, we probably just need to change the email address and change the AdSense account. But I was afraid to do it because I was like, I'm the one who messed it up the first time. <laughs> I was like, Brie, please try oh, to do this. And you know me, I was like, click, 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 click. Oop, back myself out of this one. I don't know I got down this avenue, you know? It was like, but yeah, it was essentially like trading out email addresses. And if you're anyone that pushes buttons and like gets into the integrations and things, sometimes you have to like quote disconnect like five accounts and log out of them and like just start from scratch or right. else something somewhere goes awry. Right. Yeah. I was so worried we have to eventually just start an entire new channel. So I'm so glad we didn't have to do that. We kept the same channel. Just yeah. changed the email. So thank you so much to Bree. We are now monetized. <laughs> and the super chat works in case anybody wants to do a super chat tonight. <laughs> I didn't even know what a super chat was until the other day. Yeah, super chat is basically um, your chat will like show up. It'll be highlighted. And it's like a way to donate a couple dollars to the channel. But anyway, so I remember back like last year, Jacob's Poppy was trying to do super chats with us. He's like, it's not working. <laughs> we finally got it fixed. Yay. Um, we're, we're caught up with everybody. We're caught up with the times. <laughs> yes, finally. Um, so we got that set up. The other exciting thing is we've got the meetup scheduled. So in the description of this um, YouTube show if you guys click on the description you'll see links um facebook events i set up for each city so we have a meetup basically every weekend in july and then one august 24th so if you guys um it doesn't have all the details yet it doesn't have like the exact restaurants and the exact places because we kind of want to get a feel for how many people are going to each one because some cities will be more than others. It just depends on where everyone's located. So if you guys could just do a huge favor for me and just click if you're interested. You can always unclick or cancel later, but if you're at all interested in that city and that day, please click that you're interested and um, then we'll be able to have a better idea of like how, how many people to make a reservation for and all of that. Um, and some people were saying that uh, the date wasn't good for them, but the location was good. So if that's you, go ahead and just still go to that event and just comment, put a comment saying like, I do live in the city. I would like it to go to a meetup. I just can't make that date. And then we'll, we'll know if we need to adjust anything. Which Helen, they look beautiful. I'm on the, I'm on our page right now, the Facebook yeah. page. And all of the events with these gorgeous photos. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my gosh. This is amazing. I'm, I'm really excited. 
Yeah. Uh, Dina says she wants to fly over to NYC. Um, that would be so amazing. First of all, Dina, thank you. Dina is our person that watches every Monday and she watches at 2 a.m. every Monday. She lives in Belgium. Um, so thank you so much, Dina. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, if you, if you would like to go, please don't wait. Um, please just put your interest in. Um, even if you're not entirely sure if you can make it or not, just put your interest in. Because if it's under 10 people, um, I'll probably end up canceling it because I don't want to travel to another city and if it's just like nobody coming. <laughs> so please, <laughs> please, if you're interested, put that you're interested. Just tell them, um, going live in a restaurant. <laughs> by myself. <laughs> yeah, uh, Teresa's saying a lot of people in Florida. I'll get down to Florida eventually. Um, I live in Virginia, so I'm trying to cover all the cities within like driving distance of Virginia. And I have driven to Florida several times, so technically Florida's driving distance, but that's like <laughs> I'd rather fly. So um, we're gonna we're gonna cover the driving distance ones first. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I've been talking too much. Uh, Brie, your turn. Sure. Hey, guys. I am Brianna Muller-Green. I'm an online business developer, e-commerce entrepreneur, and the co-owner of designfordollars.com. And um, I've had a crazy week. I mean, when do I not, right? It's crazy. <laughs> crazy. Um, so we've got a camper just about ready. We have the 38-foot travel trailer. So when I say camping, like, no, it's like bathrooms, <laughs> two bathrooms, several bedrooms, like it's, it's glamping. No. But, um, two bathrooms? Yeah. Oh my God. Why? First of all, it's got TVs and I got to stay entertained and fully connected. I mean, hello, I got to have like Wi-Fi or a hotspot. This is what we'll have to do. If we do a Florida one, you're going to have to drive by Virginia and I can just jump on your yes. camper yeah. thing. <laughs> if we do like next year, maybe we'll, maybe we'll have one that we want to like bring a little bit of a farther distance and like we'll drive it down to Florida or something. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we've just been preparing that. Like if you have a, a even a smaller camper, you know, like, oh my God, like cleaning it out and all that. Um, and then just grinding. I mean, I have several Etsy stores and several Shopify stores. We have D40, we have all sorts of shenanigans over there. Um, so just really enjoying working with people and managing my own empire and helping other people do the same thing. Awesome. And Christine. Yeah, <laughs> well, I wanted to congratulate Brie. I think was today, did you say it was nine years ago today that you started this full-time journey? Yeah, pretty close. So uh, definitely mentally by June, what, when I was a teacher? Two <laughs> 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 cool years done. <laughs> we're watching the New York State schools go late, right? So like, we, like Luna still has several weeks. Um, but yeah, June of 2010 was when I made that final decision um, and took that leave of absence and turned on Napoleon Dynamite. Oh my God. <laughs> Here you go, guys. Learn. Yeah, we're good. Checked out. Um, no, I really love teaching. And yeah, I uh, I just had come to that point where uh, I just was kind of feeling suffocated. And, you know, just I've always had that. Serial entrepreneur streak. So it's nine years without any uh, like paycheck or a boss or, um, and my husband, same thing. Um, when I met him, he was, you know, self employed. Oh, and he left the physical self employment behind and, you know, we're home full time. So, um, or on the road full time, depending on where we are. So exciting. Yeah. Really. really oh, go ahead, I was just going to say really quick before Christina keeps going, I saw Yang join the chat. And Young, Young had teased us that he was going to come to the meetup in Columbus, but then he couldn't, he wasn't able to make it because um, the flights were so crazy from California to Columbus. So Young, we just set up a whole bunch more meetups that so you have a second chance. <laughs> you you should really come to the New York one because um, I've set up several. So if you don't come, you have to have a lot of excuses. Yeah, you're gonna have to come up four more excuses, like about how flights are 900 million hours from 
<laughs> anyway, um, the New York City one will be fun because Jameson's going to do it with me. And I know Yang knows Jameson. Um, so definitely, definitely try to come, Yang. <laughs> New York City's fun. That's um, awesome. Yeah. All right, Christina. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's all right. Um, so my past couple of weeks have been more um, family oriented. So I've had a lot of personal things going on. My mom's been sick, so I've been caring for her. Um, my nephew graduated from high school, so we had the graduation and the, you know, the graduation party. So, um, but that's the beauty of print on demand. It's I was still making money, even though I had, you know, other things to take care of. So. Isn't that awesome? It's so exciting. It is. It is. It's like, I can't even imagine going back to you know, a regular nine to five after doing this now for almost a year, it's just, it would be unbelievable. I, I, I would do anything to not go back to a nine to five. <laughs> so. I was thinking about that this weekend too. Like I was getting ready for Henry's birthday party. And I was like cleaning the house and doing different stuff. And it was like a Friday during the day. And I'm like, what would it be like if I was at work trying to do it? Like do all the, you know, it's just nice to be yeah. able to get some stuff done when you need to. Just little things too, like the um, I had posted in the group today. Um, just man, it literally took me several years to get over the alarm clock syndrome. Like <clears throat> I commuted when I was a, an assistant principal the last six months. I lived like an hour north, and so it was an hour drive, you know, in both directions. And so, like, and especially if you're a teacher, you you know, you go through this horror of like, oh my gosh, I didn't get up. And I don't have a lesson plan and there's not going to be a substitute and like, you know, the roles are crappy and there's just like, oh, all this pressure with just the beginning of your day with the freaking alarm clock. And so it's just, what a freeing, you know, experience yeah. to like naturally wake up. <laughs> no. You still wake up super early though. <laughs> I do, like with no pressure. Now I'm like at four in the morning, like that gift with the monkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh well i'm so glad that you were able to make it today and that we could do this interview with you i know everybody's been looking forward to it so much um so i guess we could start i know that you started with um having a corporate background um and you know you had a really good job and everything so it's interesting that you were able to able to sort of pivot and go into merch. So do you want to tell a little bit about that story? Sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I lived the corporate life for uh, about 18 years. Um, I worked at one company for 15 years, kind of worked my way up um, the chain there, you know, started as a recruiter, um, then became a manager, then became a trainer, then became um, director of human resources, um, and then finally became a regional director where I was um, managing several offices and probably around 75 employees or so um, with a sales team underneath me and, and all that good stuff. Um, but the company was kind of a, I would call it like a mid-sized company. So it was like a, uh, we, we did usually around 60 million a year. Um, so when you're working in a company of that size, you wear a lot of hats and right. do a lot of different things. So, um, I think that's really what's helped me, um, you know, be successful in merge is that I always had to adapt and pivot. And, you know, even though I was in human resources, I was also responsible for all the advertising and marketing and creating collateral and client presentations and you know all of these things so um so just kind of building those skills um and then after that i i was downsized out of that job unfortunately um the uh downturn in the economy really hit that company hard um and i switched to a um, actually a really male dominated industry um, in landscaping and snow removal. Um, it was a small local company, 10 minutes from my house. Um, I was hired to help them, you know, redo their website, 
um, create some marketing materials, um, client presentations, things like that. And um, got in there and I'm, I'm just kind of this type of person that, I don't know, I just like see the bigger picture sometimes. So I got in there and I was doing those things. Um, and the company, it was about a $20 million company at that point in time. Um, and they had me um, responding to all of their proposals and quotes for business and things like that. Um, and I proposed a new idea to the owner of the company, um, basically just um, giving him the idea of how we could take a small company and make it a nationwide company. Um, and uh, he liked the idea. I don't think he thought in a million years that it would work. <laughs> so, it's like, oh, um, that's a cute idea. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, you know, and I'm like this girl coming in and they're probably yeah. all thinking, yeah, uh-huh, honey, you know, because I used yeah. to get called, you know, baby, honey, whatever. Um, and um, so I took the idea of taking small, like landscaping companies like his and almost creating like a network. And so I started bidding on larger accounts like Lowe's and um, Target and Home Depot and all of these accounts and started winning them. Um, wow. and, yeah. Yeah. And then we had Can to believe me then. <laughs> yeah, he did. And he was like, okay, now what? You know, so after Wait, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, he's like, okay, how are we going she wasn't to joking? Yeah. <laughs> like, how are we gonna service all of these, you know, properties? Um, so I helped them create kind of a vetting system of, you know, sourcing these other small companies, um, creating some SOPs and some different guidelines for them. And um, it grew so much. So we, when I started there, it was a $20 million company. I was there for 18 months. And in that 18 months, we went from 20 million to a hundred million dollar company. Oh my God, Christina. Yeah. Yeah, so that is insane. And do you um, do you know why we're like? Can you please be on merch money? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's. I know what you mean, but it's you know. I don't feel like I don't feel like an expert ever. I feel yeah. you know. I, it feels weird to be sitting on this side of the table. Um, you know, only I'm coming up on my year in merch as of June twelfth. So, so at this point last year, I barely even knew what print on demand was, I had no clue. So, but that just shows like your intellect and your tenacity because you went into this company and blew it up by what, uh, 80 million or what? I forget what the numbers were. 20 to a hundred. Yeah, stormed into pod and just, you're doing amazing with that and like just immersed yourself in it and learned and, you know, killing that obviously for us at D4D and holding a lot of things together and really wearing a lot of hats. So it's amazing. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we saw your talent <laughs> right away. We're like, okay. How do we get her to stay, right? How do we have? Yeah. How do yeah. we... <laughs> How do we trap her so she doesn't leave? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> we're, we're expecting you to do the same thing for Merch Money, by the way. I know. <laughs> 2,000 subscribers <laughs> to 200,000. Yes. Give me about 18 months. <laughs> yeah. How about nine? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, listen, Helen, you're on the, the the first leg of that development, the East Coast tour. The East Coast tour. Yes. Christina's yeah. already like planned another meetup too. We might end up having more than one meetup on the same day. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Yes. I know. I love it. Awesome too, you know, because especially because we're all in different areas. I mean, I could easily have one right here for those of you that can't travel. You know, I'm in Western New York, Buffalo, Rochester, yeah. uh, Northern Pennsylvania, I'm very close to. So that way everybody, ha you know, gets an opportunity to. 
they're really fun. I mean, this is how we met Christina was because of the meetup. I mean, I'm sure eventually we would have met you through the groups and stuff, but it's like, it made it go faster because we had met you in person. Yeah. It really did. Yeah. yeah. And I, I still remember I was so nervous to go and I have no idea why, but I, I just felt like, okay, I don't even know. I don't know anything, you know, people are using these acronyms and terms that I, I don't know what they are, and, but I'm like, you know what, I'll go and I'll just tell them I'm new. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, but everyone was so nice and just, you know, at those things, you just talk to people and you, you pick up little tips and you see what's possible. And that's, I think what really motivated me because I had just, um, been downsized again, the, the hundred million dollar company ended up, um, that owner, he ended up selling the company because it came, oh. it became such a valuable asset. Oh um, my God. <laughs> so you, yeah. He's like, Oh, now it's a hundred million. All right. We're selling right now. <laughs> yeah. He did. Man. I mean, he, he was young. He doesn't have to work ever again, probably in his life at this point. And that's but, all because of you. That's amazing. Yeah, and I started and thinking, he didn't you know give you any of that sales price. He wasn't like, oh, here's a small bonus. But okay, not. <laughs> I mean, he made he made a lot of money, and yeah. let's just say I think uh, I think my bonus was around five thousand dollars, something like that. So it was nice yeah. of him. I mean, he didn't have to do that for me. So um, yeah, but uh, so ultimately, I I worked myself out of a job because. Mm -hmm. He ended up selling his company. I had to stay on with that new company for a certain period of time, um, but they moved the location. And so it was over an hour away from me. Um, so it, the drive just kind of got to me basically. Um, yeah. But yeah, in April of last year, got downsized again out of another another company. It was a, I was working for the government at that point. Uh -huh. And um, at that point, I just decided, you know what, I've made money for other people. You know what, what, you know, can I, can I do this on my own? Can I do something? You know, I had no idea what it was um, and started trying to do FBA like most people that I talked to in this arena. Uh -huh. So, and I was that girl who thought I could do books <laughs> and I literally loaded up my first box of books and I was like uh no this is not for me <laughs> so, you learned faster than me it took me about two two or three years before I finally reached that conclusion <laughs> nope I was immediately I was like well I'm gonna fail fast at this because it was just not not something I enjoyed so yeah um, and I think that's how I came across Brianna and just kind of went from there so yeah well, that is such an amazing story. And it's it just goes to show, like, you just never know what's going to happen. And you can never really lose hope because it's like even when you, you got downsized from somewhere, you go to another place and you just keep learning and keep growing. And um, it's just amazing. You take all those skills with you and all of those experiences with you. And you've been able to apply them to new situations and, and continue that success in new situations. And as intimidating and, it, and as, as scary as it is to pivot and get into something new, like we're always all new to something, yeah. you know, multiple times in our lives. And, you know, you get used to it after a while. And it's just keeping that bigger yeah. picture because you went to a brand new industry where it was landscaping. Like you, yeah. you probably didn't know a lot, a lot about that industry, but you were able to take that company from 20 million to a hundred million. So it's, it doesn't really matter what the industry is. Like you just learn where the gaps are and learn, um, you know, what, how you can maximize it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I feel like we all have similar things where it's like, it was so many different industries and so many different things. Like I was in retail and then being a loan officer and just FBA and just all different things. So bank manager, I mean, just all different things. So you learn a little bit yeah. of each thing. You, you, uh, you probably crack up if you saw like some of my really early uh, jobs because you know I was working really really young so it was like 14 years old I went and got my working papers here in New York State and 
Oh my goodness. So uh, the list of jobs is just like huge. Cause you know, <laughs> they give you like two hours a week and I'd be like, that's not enough. I gotta work somewhere else. <laughs> and then there you go. <laughs> I had my, uh, I had neighbors down the street from me calling my mom asking if I could babysit. And my mom was like, she's 11. <laughs> And and they're like, well, we, that's fine. And she's like, uh, no. And I think she made me wait till I was twelve. But <laughs> I was twelve years old, babysitting like on a, a semi regular. Like it was, I think it was three times a week for like a few hours until she, they got home from work or something. Like so, it was pretty much like a, a part time job at twelve. Yeah, like three oh times God. a week babysitting two kids. But I was, I don't know, I loved it. So. It, they're all like married with kids now. I'm like, geez, time goes so fast. <laughs> it does. Anyway. All right. So you got into merch and we met you at the Columbus meetup. And then tell us about that journey. Was it, was it frustrating when you first started? Did you know anything about design? So um, it was, it was frustrating as I'll get out because there just wasn't, I couldn't find a lot of information um, initially. And then um, once I found Merch Money, I was like, oh, here's some information. Um, and I started going back and watching every single episode and learning. And I was like, you know, I watched the one with Neil from Merch Inform and I'm like, oh, what's that tool, you know? And so then I would look that up and, um, you know, and watch the one with Jacob Topping, and then I joined his group and, you know, was following him. So, um, you know, so I realized how important it was for um, people to give back in this kind of arena um, because there isn't, you know, like a an organized, um, you know, group, so to speak, of nationwide, you know, professionals in this organization or in this arena. Um, so, um, so it was frustrating. I tried a lot of different things at first. Um, I watched a lot of videos. Um, I came across Catherine Shelton pretty early. Oh, awesome. um, yeah. And literally that's how I uploaded my first design and that's how I created it was I literally had her you know, video on half my screen and I had Canva on the other half of my screen and I'm like, you know, watching step by step and, you know, I get that first one uploaded and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I don't know if I can do this. And, um, you know, I did have some design experience um, just in creating, um, you know, training um, for previous companies and collateral and marketing materials and promotional items and commercials and different things like that. So I've, I've always had a creative aspect to my job, um, but it's been years since I used Photoshop. Um, I, I think it was probably back in 2002, 2003, the last time I used Photoshop. So um, yeah. when I, yeah, when I came back into it last year, I'm like, holy cow, I don't remember how to do any of this. So, um, so that was my biggest challenge at first was finding a tool that was quick to learn um, mm -hmm. so that I could design. Um, and I've always had, um, I've always done drawings on my own and painted on my own and things like that, um, but had never done any of that digitally yet either. Right. So was that a big transition for you? Like, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very it's much so different. Different. I feel like there's nothing com like in common with painting and drawing and then doing it digitally. No, no, it's, it's very strange. I really enjoy it now that I've um, been doing it for a while. Um, and of course, um, you know, I'm in the, the iPad pro Apple pencil group. That's really the tool that I've found that mimics drawing with a pencil um, most um, accurately, I guess, that compared to, you know, just like taking a, a paper and or pencil to paper, that feels the most natural to me. So, um, so at first, um, you know, I went back through 
looked at all of the videos for merch money. I started reading through the posts. Um, I also joined the merch girl boss group um, that um, Amy Herberger has. Um, there were a few other groups I joined and I would, you know, look at the documents that they had um, attached in their group and just read anything I could. Um, I went back and read um, most of uh, Neil. Is that the document? <laughs> 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 Sounds like a party over there. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I did. Um, Merch Minds um, was the first podcast that I came across. Um, and I have a pretty big lawn to mow. I have five acres. Um, so, um, I would always listen to Merch Minds podcast while I was mowing and, you know, <laughs> learning. Know. And I still do that to this day every I time. I realize you, here I am derailing you. Five acres? Holy crap. Yeah. So yeah. when you're like, I'm going up to mow, I'm like, I don't know what I'm picturing, but it was not five acres. I remember you yeah. said that in the chat about yeah. five acres. And I was like, oh my God. Do you have like a sitting lawnmower or are you like pushing a lawnmower? I know. <laughs> I have some sitting lawnmower. Okay, good. I have, I don't have five acres, but we just have a regular pushing lawnmower. And it's like, it, I, I mow too, because it's like, I feel like it's relaxing. It's like, get your, I don't know. Like I don't know if the pattern would be right if I <laughs> Yeah, if, if I looked at my my lawn right now, it's it, we live in a really wet area. It looks like I was drunk mowing last time. I mean, there are circles where I got stuck in the mud and had to pull myself out with my Jeep and it's oh my God. Yeah, mess out there. So um, but yeah, so so I think it's really important for people who are just starting out to just absorb, you know, yes. as much information as they can, read everything they can, and then just start, you know, just do it and um, get prepared early. That was one thing that I was really um, adamant about with myself. Like I had goals set um, because I gave myself six months. And I needed to make a certain amount monthly by the end of that six months, or I was going to have to go back to a nine to five. And, um, you know, so I, my thought was, okay, I've got to tear up fast, as fast as I can. Um, and I have to be ready for the next tier. So I was always designing ahead. So when, even before my merch account got approved, I already had 20 or 30 designs ready to go. And so, you know, each day you could only upload one. So I would get those uploaded. By the time I would be done with those, um, I'd have enough sales to go to the next level and the next level and the next level. The one that I feel like I got stuck at for a little bit, like a little bit longer than what I expected, I think was the 500. Because um, that's, I feel like that's a really difficult tier Um because you're sort of trying to balance a good portfolio of designs, um, but you're really kind of limited still at that point, um, especially if you want to offer, you know, long sleeves or hoodies or sweatshirts or anything like that. So, um, but, um, you know, in, in, I guess, reading everything, researching everything, uh, my initial approach was, um, you know, researching, looking at what was selling, trying to make it better. <laughs> and oh, that's, that's good. That didn't work for me. It didn't oh, work at oh, all. Oh, oh, oh. Never mind. Just yeah. kidding. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It just didn't work. Um, I. What do you I, mean it didn't work? Um, I could never. <sighs> I just couldn't get traction because there were already a bunch of shirts that, you know, had great designs. Um, I might've thought mine was better, but um, the ones that had sales already, of course, you know, were. Oh, you're talking about, you looked at shirts that were selling well on Amazon yeah. and tried to make better ones. I thought you meant like of your own shirts that were selling, you looked at the 
Cause like, that's what I do. If like, I look at my own shirts that are selling and then I make like variations of it or, or something like that. Absolutely. Now that does work. Okay. That's what I thought you meant. So you you said it yeah. didn't work to look on Amazon at shirts that were selling well. Okay. Exactly. So I totally switched up my approach and um, almost nixed doing any kind of research on Amazon. Mm -hmm. um, I started just watching people and watching Facebook. What do people like? What are they passionate about? What do they talk about on Facebook? What do they talk about on Instagram? What's going on in the news? Um, what are current events? And what kind of ideas can I come up with that are unique? Um, so that's kind of where I went. And that really worked for me. Um, that's awesome. And we should stop there and talk about that a little more because you're one of the only people that I know that's had viral designs. Like, I mean, I guess I know some people, but you're, you're, when I think of viral designs, your name is like, comes to my mind. Um, with me, it's like, I'm more just like slow and steady. Like I have shirts, quite a few shirts that have done well, but I, nothing that I would consider anything close to viral. Um, so, so tell me about the shirts that, that you've had that have really taken off. Like, were those from looking at the news or how did you come up with those ideas? Yep. Um, from watching kind of, you know, what was um, in the news, what was, uh, what were people talking about um, without infringing on anything, you know, so that's a fine line to walk. Mm -hmm. um, you have to make sure that your idea is still unique. Um, you know, you can't capitalize on anything that's happening in and what I did was I thought, okay, well, there's this event. And if I were going to that event, what could I wear to show my support? Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so um, I came up with an idea and I had tried this before. So this mm -hmm. wasn't the first time that I had tried this. Um, so I got the idea. I created a billion variations, like seriously, like probably 40 different variations, because I knew if it takes off, I needed to have enough to like take over that first page of Amazon search results. So, um, so I came up with this idea. And then what I did was I looked on Twitter to see if um, some of the individuals that were sort of connected to this event, um, if they had Twitter accounts. And um, I uploaded my shirts and then um, came up with a, uh, you know, kind of a way to um, almost sell it to that, that public figure, so to speak. Um, and I tweeted it to them publicly um, with the link and said, you know, I'm going to be wearing this in support of whatever at this come upcoming event, you know, I hope that everyone will join me kind of thing. And, um, and that individual, that public figure really liked that. And they started tweeting it out. So then with all of their followers seeing this, it took off. So um, I came up with this idea, I think it was literally at like midnight one night, and I was up until 4am, you know, kind of you know, doing all of this stuff. Um, and um, by the next morning, I think I'd already, by the time I woke up, I'd had like 50 sales already. Um, by the end of that day, it was almost 300 um, of that single design. Um, and then the next day, I think maybe around 200, um, and then the following day it started decreasing because at that point it started showing up on all of the tools that people use to, you know, to research. Mm -hmm. Um, so at that point I was filling out, um, I was spending my time filling out the infringement forms basically, <laughs> um, and, uh, did that for a few days, um, and then said, you know what, I'm going to move on to the next idea. And um, so that's what I did. And I've had a few like that since then, not, not any quite as massive as that one. And that one still sells today. Um, I probably sell 
one a day of those because um, the um, the issue is still, I guess, current, so to mm -hmm. speak. Um, so, um, yeah. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. That is, that is really neat. So, so the ones that you've done like that again, is it the same kind of strategy where you post it on Twitter and, and do that exact, those exact steps? Yep. Okay. Um, yep. Twitter. I also find, um, Instagram. So I have a couple of different strategies. So that's how I get, um, you know, kind of like trending things to try to take off. Um, and you kind of have to be the first to market. You have to come up with a unique idea um, in those situations. Um, for evergreen types of things, um, so, so one thing that I do and have always done since the beginning is I design in areas that I'm knowledgeable about or that I'm passionate about. Um, I didn't do that at first, and I feel like that was what was kind of holding me back um, because everything I was seeing, everyone was saying, you're not designing for yourself, you know, you're designing for other people. And, you know, so I was trying to do that at first and probably designing in niches that I didn't know very well. So when I switched my approach, um, that's when I really started to see traction. Um, and I have several niches, you know, everyone has several hobbies. Mm -hmm. um, astronomy, obviously, is one of mine. <laughs> and so that was one, um, reading and art and um, just nature. And um, I used to be a police dispatcher as well, a 911 operator. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, so law enforcement, that was another one for me. Um, so I started designing in those areas, but I also realized that I needed to start building a following um, so that I could figure out um, how I wanted to structure my Etsy store. Um, so um, so that's kind of where I took that is um, I, I read a bunch um, that said, you know, it's hard to get a general store to take off on Etsy. You really need to niche down that kind of thing. And um, so I found a lot of success by um, building profiles on Instagram for um, those niches, essentially. And um, just sort of connecting with people in those that have those same passions. I don't try to sell to them. Um, I put a lot of like quotes out there, um, mm -hmm. like, you know, things that I like, um, things that I come up with and um, they just look like a quote. Um, mm -hmm. And the link in my bio on Instagram goes to my Etsy store. And I've always created design prior to posting that quote. So when people start to like that quote, a lot of times they'll click on my Etsy link and then they see, oh, I can buy that on a bag or a shirt or whatever. So, um, so that's been working really well. And with Instagram, um, I find it kind of like Twitter. Those two, I think it's easier to build an audience um, because of the hashtags that you can use to kind of suck those people in, um, as opposed to Facebook. I haven't been able to get any of my niche Facebook accounts to really take off. Um, but, you know, on Instagram, um, I've got one account with, I think, almost a thousand followers at this point. Mm -hmm. I just started that one in January. Um, and a lot of the posts that I do do with these quotes and things, um, I'll get 2000 likes on them. And mm -hmm. those people seem to be clicking through and going to my Etsy store and buying. So oh, um, yeah. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Well, that you just dropped so many, so many good tips. And it's already yeah. 845. And I haven't even gotten to any of anybody's questions. <laughs> <laughs> So I know that Ian was asking you, um, what is your percentage breakdown between trends, holidays, and evergreen? Um, 
I would say, and I, I don't know the numbers for sure. I haven't ran them for a while. Um, when I was in the lower tiers, I used to run those numbers like all the time. Um, but now that I have, you know, that I'm up in the 8,000 tier, it's a little bit more difficult to, to run that, those numbers a lot. Um, I would say if I had to guess, probably 85% evergreen, uh, maybe 10% trends and 5% holidays. So I really don't focus on the holidays much. I think I'm probably missing out there. Um, but I did a couple of holidays and had a ton of returns. Um, that's honestly where most of my returns have come from. Um, so after that, I decided, you know, what, I'm just going to, I'm going to kind of focus on evergreen. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and then Teresa asked, how do you do your research? I think you kind of already talked about that, but was there anything else you wanted to say about research? Um, no, I think, you know, for me, again, it's what I'm passionate about, what I know. Um, I feel like I can make designs that really speak to someone um, because I'm passionate about the subject. And I feel like my keywords are just like really on point. Um, I can go into a niche that has thousands of shirts, you know, like I'm very passionate about dogs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, you know, there are tons of dog shirts out there. Um, I can do a general dog shirt, doesn't even have to be niched down, um, and I can get sales from those. And I think it's but just- how do, you, how do you learn what to do for keywords? Is it, do you just naturally know, or do you use some kind of tool to help with that? Um, I, at first, so um, I think this is how I learned. At first, I literally just used the Amazon search bar. So- okay. Um, and that, uh, gosh, what is it called? It's an extension, the Amazon. DMZ Quick View or something like that. Is it that suggestion expander? Yes, that's the one. Yeah. So I think that's what helped me learn initially. Now I don't even need that. Um, I, I buy a lot of things on Amazon. <laughs> and... <laughs> Um, that's probably an understatement. And um, <laughs> I think about it like, okay, when I'm searching for something, how do, how would I search for this? You know, um, I think the mistake a lot of people make with their keywords is they put a lot of fluff words into it. They make it sort of sound like a catalog listing. And that's not really what you want to do on Amazon. Um, you know, it's not a catalog, it's not a brochure, um, you know, think about it from the perspective of, you know, I know that people don't like to, to use the word gift and things like that, but you know what, if I am searching for a gift, I might search, you know, gift for a cat lover. I'm not going to say for my aunt. I'm not going to say, you know, unless I specifically want a design for an aunt or a grandmother mm -hmm. or something like that, you know. Right. Um, so you just kind of think about who's going to be buying the item and then how would they be searching for it? So but yeah, most of my research is literally just watching people I, and I'll also look at Pinterest and just see what people are pinning. Um, I look at some of the big big source, some of the big brands. So if I'm doing a sports related um, or fitness related type of um, design, I'll go out and look at Under Armour and Nike and I'll look and see what colors they're using right now. Mm -hmm. What color shoes are popular? Um, you know, what color palettes are they using? And then I'll use those colors in my design um, because I know a lot of people like to match, you know, I know I do. Mm -hmm. I like to match my shoes with my shirt or whatever. So, um, so that's kind of how I do a lot of my research. Awesome. Yeah, Christina, you are dropping all sorts of knowledge. Back. I know. I feel like I definitely need to watch this one again for sure. <laughs> um. Oh, and Daniel's in the chat. Hi, Daniel. He said he does better with evergreen as well. Yep. And it's with evergreen, it's more steady. 
you know? Yeah. I, mean, I, I know right now almost how much I'm going to make every month on Amazon because I've got these evergreen designs and I sell almost the same amount every month. So. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Um, let's see if all your slots are filled and things are not selling tier 500, would you play around with keywords on some listings, remove and replace listings with different designs, remove all the long sleeves? How do you decide what to do if you don't have a strong niche showing? <laughs> Lots of questions. Okay. That's from Cheryl um, in the Facebook group. It's a good one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that one was probably the toughest tier to be in for those reasons. Um, what I did was I stuck with just t-shirts at that point um, because that was the only thing available to me. Well, I didn't have pop sockets. That's what I'm getting at. So um, if someone is in the 500 tier and they have the ability to do pop sockets, I would recommend doing that plus t-shirts. I wouldn't mm -hmm. add hoodies. I wouldn't add long sleeve. I wouldn't add anything else until you have more slots. Um, unless you have a shirt that starts to sell on a regular basis. So um, if you see something that's selling regularly and it's in a niche where um, maybe it's more fall oriented. So like um, hunting shirts. Um, my dad was a hunter, um, so I know a lot about that niche. So um, for my hunting shirts, um, a lot of those I'll start out with T-shirts but then I'll move into doing sweatshirts. If, if those hunting shirts sell well, then I'll do sweatshirts, hoodies, and long sleeve shirts um, because a lot of the hunting goes on in the fall, basically. Um, and they're going to wear those, you know, during that time period. So that's a, gold, that's a gold nugget right there, everyone. She just gave you a niche. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a good niche to start designing for right now because that, that's big in the fall. Yeah. And I would also, if you're at the 500 and you're struggling, um, look at the, the shirts that you've sold, look at your keywords. Um, so that was another thing that I did at that point was look at the keywords on the shirts that were selling well, and then look at the ones, look at my other keywords. And I was noticing that, um, I was doing things differently. And so, um, you know, cause when you're at the 500 tier, um, you had just started out, so you were kind of learning, but then you start changing and modifying and um, editing the way that you do things. So you'll see kind of your progression and you'll realize, oh gosh, I'm getting much better. So you know, <laughs> that's yeah, a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, oh I, gosh, I'm getting much better. I like that. <laughs> you go back and look at some of those early keywords and I'm going, what was I thinking? I was literally like, you know, writing it like it was from like the JC Penny catalog from the 90s. You know, it's so many fluff words and all this. I'm like, how, how can anyone even find this? So I think we can all probably say that same thing, right? Your yes. Keyword, you even, your designs early on. But that's what's so good if, if you are like always growing and getting better. So that's that's great yeah. to, to always keep learning and keep keep improving. Yes. Um, Laura asks, what do you do besides merch? Any Etsy, Redbubble, Shopify? Yeah. So, um, so right now my main focus is still merch. Um, my focus has always been merch by Amazon. My, my goal is to get it maxed out. Um, and once it's maxed out, then I focus on other things. Um, but Etsy right now is like a very close second. Um, because um, I've had a lot of success with my Etsy store as well. Um, I do also have stuff up on Redbubble. Um, I'm ashamed that I haven't put anything up there for quite a while. Um, I need to just, you know, get Orbit Kit again or something and, and get stuff out there. Um, but I've got some things on Cafe Press and Tee Public. So um, last year when I was stuck at the 500 level um, and I had designed 500 more shirts, so I was ready for my thousand, you know, once I teared up, I was already ready. Um, then I started focusing on the other 
platforms, basically. Um, but once I teared up, I haven't been able to keep up since, basically. So I keep tearing up and then I have more slots to fill. And each time that happens, I feel like I need to fill those slots. So, which is still a good thing, you know, like, yeah. I think that's one, one, um, a point I want to kind of highlight is like, it's okay to still be pushing on merch. If you're selling and tearing up, that's fabulous. And then like you said, if there are, lulls and sales or lulls and you know tearing up or whatever then you can you can start to focus on you know other marketplaces you don't have to or you can focus on 10 if you want you know <laughs> whatever yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly and that's my goal this year i was supposed to diversify more and um it's been a rough you know, start to the year health-wise with myself and my mom. And I don't have my Shopify store up yet. That's still a goal. I still want to make sure I get um, a Shopify store up in one of my niches um, by the end of this year. Um, but yeah, and, you know, and to people who are out there, I recommend if you are stuck at, at a tier in Merch by Amazon, expand, like Brianna said, you know, yeah. um, if you've had success in a niche, um, on Amazon, create an Etsy store around that and start building an audience. Um, though that's been, I think that Amazon, like, like Brianna always says, you know, she uses that as an incubator to see what's going to sell. And then she'll take that and move that over. And that's kind of what I did. I just learned that from her and said, okay, here's something that's selling really well on Amazon. What if I take it and put it on Etsy and, you know, start start really engaging an audience? Um, and that's worked really well. So great. So great. Thank you so much for, for coming on today and for being in Merch Money and all of these nuggets. Just amazing. Um, and I just want to say hi to Dan Norton. He he uh, just commented that this is great stuff. He's going to share it with his cousin who has an Etsy store. Dan, I just talked to you today. He's really good with um, video editing, which I'm not good at. So I was <laughs> talking to him about video editing um, for the channel because I would love to do like um, videos where we take like we have so we've had so many amazing guests on and so much information. I want to do compilations where it's like top 10 tips for KDP, top 10 tips for Etsy, things like that. So just talking to Dan about that today. Um, we'd probably put like pretty much everything you said today, Christina would make a top 10 tips for all different stuff. <laughs> so much good information. It'd be like top 423 nuggets. That yes. <laughs> Christina's best 500 tips. <laughs> We got to oh, narrow it down to only 500. <laughs> I love it. I just think it's so amazing. Like, I can't believe I get to hang around you and Brianna. It's like, it's fun. I'm just like, uh, just blessed. I'm like, oh my God. So amazing. You guys are so amazing. So, yeah. so you, I, I, I'm amazed, you know, you guys have been my inspiration from the beginning. So, um, you know, I, I definitely owe it to you guys for, you know, making me think that this would be possible and, and showing me that I could do this. So it's, you know, it's just it's amazing. Yay. <laughs> and everybody watching, like if you're hearing, our stories and you're like, what? this is not happening for me. I haven't had a viral shirt or, you know, nothing's taking off for me. Just keep going. Cause it's like, I, I have not had that experience. Like for me, it's been very hard and it takes a long time and I struggled a lot, but it's like, I'm still about to tear up the 8K tier. I still have like, I think I need 50 more sales or so. So it's soon. So it's like, you can go fast, you can go slow, but either way, once you get there, it's like, I mean, this is passive income you're getting every month. So it's like, it might take an extra year for some people, but when you think about it, it's like, what's an extra year in the grand scheme of things? I mean, you're getting passive income for the rest of your life. So if it takes you six months or if it takes you six years, it doesn't really matter. In the end, it's like, it's, it's just a great opportunity. It is, it is, so. it's, yeah. And, and I think, you know, 
I know everyone says this, but really don't compare, you know, I always tell new people not to compare yourself and your progress because um, I've been able to do this really fast. And my goal is to be, my anniversary is the 12th of this mm-hmm. month and I want to be at tier 10,000 by the 12th. I think I can do it. So this settled back down just a little bit. Um, so I'll be an uploading ninja for the next like week or two um and you know i just i i worked a lot of really long hours um for months um so you know i think that for people who you know don't have that much time um, i don't have kids my husband travels a lot so you know i was literally working 12 14 16 hour days you know for several months so you know i think that's important to remember because people you know look at themselves and they're like oh my gosh you did this in a year Um, but i feel like my progress was really fast because i i had to make it fast i didn't have a choice i did not want to go back to a nine to five. So, so I feel like in the past year, I've probably put in three years worth of hours, you know, toward merch. So, so I think that's important to remember and, you know, just keep pushing forward and, and don't compare your, yourself, you know, if you're not at that level yet, that's okay, but keep trying new things and trust me, it will eventually click, you know, um, even if you don't think it will, you'll eventually go, oh my gosh, you know, the, I get it now. So. Awesome. And Ian said, thank you to Merch by Amazon if you're watching. And I agree. <laughs> thank you so much. And I just, I feel like so many more things are coming. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm not an insider yet, but <laughs> hopefully one day. It, no. like, uh, it just, it feels to me like it's the very beginning. So. Yeah. Yep. An amazing time. Yeah. Take advantage of it. And and just with like that multi-uploader now, I mean, just things like that can change in the blink of an eye. Like all of a sudden now we have a multi-uploader that we didn't have before. And that makes it so much faster. So it's like, I mean, it's just. Total game changer. It's a total game changer and new products in one day or whatever, one week span or something. We got the multi-uploader and three new products. And um, I mean, I, you mentioned pop sockets earlier. Pop sockets are an amazing seller. I hopefully yeah. people won't forget about them because they're not part of the multi uploader. Um, but pop sockets, tank tops. I mean, these are big, big sellers. I I didn't think anything could ever pass standard T-shirts, but there's many days where some of those other products outsell my standards. I mean, yesterday I sold way more pop sockets than standard T-shirts and tank tops. I haven't. I kind of got at 6k tier for a while so I haven't had enough open slots to upload as many tank tops as I want to but even with like the 20 or 30 or whatever I've uploaded so many sales already so I'm like I can't wait uh, I, next week or whenever I tear up I can't wait to just go nuts with uploading tank tops um, oh yes those but, have been really good sellers so far for yeah. me it's um, the only downside so here's another thing that um, I've learned with the v-necks the tank tops and the raglan so um, the placement of the design is really critical it seems so um, I can't take my normal designs typically and just apply them to the v-neck the raglan and the tank top um i've got to for like the um the women's let's say the women's v-neck and the women's raglan i take all of my designs and i actually move them to the very very top of the design space as as i can Um, for the women's tank i make the design i actually make it go from side to side and all the way to the top basically you want to make it as big as possible yeah i'm wearing the tank top right now this one had it did this one actually did have a tiny bit of room at the top and the sides but not very much okay so Um, but it was definitely the top portion i think it was just like pretty much to the top 
And yep. the tank tops and the V-necks and the raglans all, well, I don't know about V-necks actually. The raglans and the tank tops run big, I think. This was like, I, <laughs> I put in the dryer for like a thousand times to shrink it down. <laughs> when I first wore it, I told them, I was like, I can't wear this to the meetup. I mean, you can still see, I mean, it's not tight and at all. And it's, but I, I it, it fits a little better. Before it was just so loose, like it was so uncomfortable. Um, but I, I shrank the heck out of it as much as I could. But I mean, they don't even have, they don't even have a smaller size than small, right? Like, I don't even think they have extra small. There's no, I don't even know how people are going to wear these. They're just so big. Now, Christina, when you're talking about it, and, and Helen, you can probably explain since you actually have it on. You mean, uh -huh. like, when we're uploading it, I've noticed that the design space is small. So is that what uh -huh. you mean? Like, you're trying to take your design and fill out that template a little better. I don't think yeah. it's a big deal. I mean, I kind of disagree. So it, 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 Christina obviously does better than me, so listen to her. But to, I do the same. Uh, I just keep it the same on all of it. I think it's more just how it looks than how, like, I think it prints fine. I mean, I, I just yeah, do exactly the same. Uh, that I do for the t-shirts on the tank tops. Well, I, I admit, I'm right on the fence with it. Like every time I upload it, I'm like, you stupid raglan t-shirt. Why is it so stinking small? I hate that little, like, it just seems like I have to like zoom, you know, you want to zoom into it or something. So maybe it prints better though. I don't know. I think it printed fine. I mean, I, I wore the raglan one of these shows. I, to me, they print fine. I mean, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't mess with it. I just upload as fast as I can. <laughs> Goes on everything. And move on. <laughs> um, so yeah, and the other thing I would just say is just make some um, dark, dark designs too for the raglans. At least some, or at least graphics or something. I mean, most of my raglans that have sold, they either have a graphic or they have like darker font. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then don't forget about pop sockets. That's my other big tip because it I think is. I think most people are forgetting about pop sockets right now because of the multi-uploader. And yeah. pop sockets are such good sellers. I mean, they're and to me it's like just put every design on a pop socket. I know that's not like the way most people think you need to design specifically for a pop socket, but you don't. <laughs> you just put your designs. Put your designs on the pop socket. It's outselling it. standards. I mean, they really are outselling standards for me right now. And I think it's partly just because nobody's uploading to pop sockets right now. So it's like just the way it is. But um, pop sockets are huge sellers. Yes, absolutely. So, well, great show. We were already over. Bree, was there anything you wanted to ask or is there anything we missed or anything Whoa, in the chat? Blue by. It was an awesome chat. Yeah, thank you guys all for being here. And please don't forget to click on the uh, meetup links and say if you're interested. Because um, if you if nobody fills it out, then I'll end up canceling them. We need to make sure there's at least like at least ten people um, for me to travel to these different cities. So um, be sure to say you're interested if you are interested. Um, and be sure to like and subscribe. Did we miss anything? I think that's it. That's it? All right. Well, thank you guys all so much. We'll see you next week. Good night, guys. Bye, Bye. everybody. Bye.